running from the fucking ops. Here we are, trade deadline. It happened. We didn't want to record a video now because we wanted to do like a week preview, right? And I felt like that was better because uh, it's not that it was overwhelming, but you know, we get to see how they performed in their debuts. And thank God we did that because, uh, you know, fucking Chris Bryan Holbert in his debut for the Giants. You know, the, all, all the top three stars from the Cubs that won in the World Series, they all homered in debuts. That was the first time that happened. And again, another record that was broken. Ten All-Stars move. That's that's how good this trade deadline was. You think this was the best trade deadline in MLB history, Ethan? Sebastian, it 100% was. Look at the names, man. It was ridiculous. It was honestly, too. it wasn't, it wasn't even close. And it included the best blockbuster trade, I think, ever in MLB history. And we'll talk about that next. Well, I mean, I agree that a record of 10 all-stars, the three uh all-star caliber players home home running, uh, given to get a hit in a home run in their debuts with the respective new teams. And it's interesting. I cannot wait. And the Dodgers blockbuster trade. Maybe one of the bigger blockbuster trades, not only because they got guys they could control in the future, like Scherzer and Trey Turner, because Trey Turner, they're going to control. But also a W for the Nationals. Right. You know, they're top two prospects. What do, you think, what do you think about those top two prospects? What do you think about Josiah Gray's debut and their catcher Ruiz? When do they call him up? He is MLB ready. Or do you think they're going to give him time to grow in the minors? and then call him up next year. What's your point on the catcher that they just got, the Dodgers' former number two prospect? Well, right. I mean, you look at this trade, and it's a lot different than other blockbusters. You're looking at two already MLB-ready, you know, potential superstars. Mm -hmm. Josiah Gray, you know, decent star with the Nationals, you know, lively arm. And, you know, Kybert Ruiz is the most, arguably the most coveted, you know, catching prospect. Right now. But the Nationals, yeah. yeah. Well, the Nationals before, they shipped Jan Gomes, who was, you know, arguably one of their leaders, you know, to their, you know, postseason runs. Uh, you get a guy, you know, ship him out, it, you know, makes room for Kyber, see how he develops. He struggled a little bit in, you know, his MLB stint with the Dodgers. But, I mean, yeah, Kyber, you know, really good piece. Obviously, Josiah Gray, re really coveted arm, and a lot of, you know, Dodger fans were really high on this guy. Um, well, what I liked the most about this trade was that I think the Dodgers found a replacement for Corey Seager because, in, in my opinion, I think Corey Seager's gone. Not because of money, because the Dodgers, they highest payroll in MLB history, by the way. So, But it also shows that they need to calm down with money. That They're not going to give Corey Seager the money due to the fact they're already the highest payroll because they're going to keep Scherzer for next year. They're going to keep Trey Turner for the next several years. I think it's two to three seasons. And honestly... I think I like Trey Turner better than Corey Seager. I think he's better. He hits for right. average more. Um, he could play short talk. He can even play in the outfield. He gives we get to see Mickey Best play second base right here and there because he looked good the other day. He made a diving stop at second. Right. Well, this trade, I know it's not even on the same playing field, but it's similar to what the Rays did with Willie Adamas. You mm -hmm. know, you get Seager out, and what it does is it allows Trey Turner to play shortstop, and you got your cut. I see where you're going, you know, yeah prospect with Gavin Lux same thing with the Rays you know you get rid of Adamas you you know put Wander there and you know you have other options at second base it's just kind of a a reshifting yeah. but it's it's interesting to see if they'll do it because I think me and you think Corey Seager is a little overrated based on the postseason last year in a short season but look at me wrong know, he's, he's had his good track record for you know in his first three years he made the all-star team twice but 
Trey Turner's Trey Turner. He's a fucking cycle machine. It's as if he's going to hit one or two cycles. He's, a, he's every an season. MVP caliber player. Yeah, he's having an MVP year too. He's he's already he's about to have three seasons where he hits above three hand three hundred when it comes to batting average. But it's interesting on both sides. Like same with the future with the Nationals. What do they do? Does this mean that they're going to rebuild or are they going to reload? They reloaded when they lost Bryce Harper, and before we know it, they won the World Series. They called up one, which I don't think any I don't think anyone expected. Even Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper didn't even expect it. Yeah, that's what I'm fucking saying, bro. Like you know, all of a sudden they they invest in pitching, they invest in, in Scherzer. Uh, Corbin and Strasburg and you know all these guys they they call up they tr- make trades for and they won the World Series with that. And right, honestly, it's just a little different this year with the injuries though. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at Patrick Corbin injured, not the same player right now after injury. Steven Strasburg is going to be out. Uh, yeah, they loosen up. Money Joe Ross Strasburg. is not you know your guy. You know if you don't have a starting rotation with the team like the Nationals do, you know you're going to kind of have to rebuild. It was sad to see because you know their 2019 story was great, but. Yeah, you got to kind of unload and, you know, prepare for the future. But, yeah, they did I hope good. It's let's a not forget thing. about Mad Max, though. Let's not forget about Mad Max in this Dodger trade. You're looking at a top three arm, very good start, seven innings, you know, two earned run, ten strikeout baseball, you know, very solid arm. And you know what? It helps the Bauer situation out. We don't really know about that. So, you know, it kind of is like a plug and play. But, yeah, they got, you know – arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball and you know walker bueller is your number two starter if you have max scherzer and walker bueller who by the way i think is the most underrated pitcher in baseball that is ridiculous Mm -hmm. not to mention kershaw you know not to mention urias who's having a great season it's such a good pickup and you know what it's just gonna make this dodgers team scary man it is and i feel like if they don't win the world series what a big fucking hell what an hell for them (laughs) I mean, it, it, it's it's an interesting division they're in, right? We didn't expect that it's going to be the Giants, Padres, and Dodgers. Like, we didn't expect that. Like, they fucking stole Max Scherzer away from the fucking Padres. Because the Padres, right. he thought for several hours that he was going to go to yeah. San Diego. Oh, my gosh. I think the only reason he opted out was just because I think the Dodgers have a better chance of winning. Obviously, now with Tatis being out, which was after that happened, but I mean, I mean, could you imagine Scherzer goes to the Padres and Tatis is not on the team? That team is not the same without him. He is the spark plug. He is the man. And he would have won the MVP if, you know, if he comes back, obviously. But, you know, it's really interesting, especially that he goes to the Dodgers with Tatis being hurt. Well, this brings us to uh, another trade that I really want to talk about because we're going to go from a good trade to a eh trade. I understand. This is the guy we're going to talk about, Javi Baez. I I think me and you are coming at a very good, you know, comparison with this. We both are not high on Javi Baez with the Mets right now. Well, we know we know what he could what he could bring. Like every team needs that guy, right? And the Mets already have the guy in Lindor, right? Big energy type of guy, and all of a sudden they add that. That's that brings a lot of hype. Well said. Agreed. They're they're having. They just lost their NL East uh, lead due to the fact that the ground might not come back until uh, September. Lindor is gone, but the thing is, it's like bias isn't that on base type of guy, right? And I right. felt like the Mets probably need that. You know, yes, you've got McNeil, uh, you got Brandon Nimmo, on base type of dudes. Great, yes, but okay, but. But then this is the guy you're going to have next to Lindor. Don't you think that's kind of overwhelming? 
Uh, the dude strikes a lot, strikes out a lot. Over five. First time five, since I have a match franchise history. Since five 93. Strikeouts. And you're going to tell me that's fucking good? He is the worst guy in baseball. What okay, the fuck? Against the that, fucking Marlins. That Puerto Rican duo turning double plays might be the most exciting thing in baseball, though. That's it the is. only thing I, I will is. agree on. But, yeah, I think maybe, you know, the Mets could have got a guy like Cesar Hernandez, more of an on-base yeah. guy. But I'd like to trade. I just think with the Phillies playing really good, me and you both think the Phillies were going to pop off and look at us. I feel like they're going to win the division, period, we're right though. again. They're popping off. You know, they just swept the Nationals. Uh, you know, it's it's a good move. I don't think – I think it's a good move. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't put them over the top. And they needed an over-the-top trade to yeah, compete in that then- division. Because then look what the Braves did. They they've got they got you know they just acquired so many outfielders because due to the fact that they lost Ronald Acuna, before you know it, they got Adam Duvall, they got Soler. Who I'm not okay. I like Soler's personality. I like his bat flips, hits for power. But all of a sudden they just popped off on getting outfielders after outfielders after outfielders, and like fuck. It's well, like you know what's weird with Soler though. Is he actually was heating up with Kansas City when yeah. they got him? And all of a sudden he just moves. But right. uh, I mean, look. You gotta give the Braves credit though. I mean, I didn't think they were gonna make a lot of moves at the deadline. I mean, even Richard Rodriguez got shipped from Pittsburgh. I mean, did we really think the Braves were going to go all in and rebuild their team like that? I mean, a complete outfield rebuild. They even got Chuck Peterson. The first move Which, of the deadline that they, no one's really he's been, been working about. out very well. Very good. Very good. And uh, I like it. But for the match, does this bring them over the top with the Phillies and the Braves going on? Not sure because DeGrom still has to come back. Okay. They right. got Rich Hill, who had another shutout performance. Because in his first st- uh, start, he could have had a shutout performance, but he left man on base and he gave up three and runs. Bullpen blew it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but which the bullpen still has been blowing it. I feel like instead of getting Javi Baez, Use those prospects to fucking get bullpen pieces and build that rotation. Because Richard, I like the trade. I like right. it because he's a veteran. Maybe the Rays squeezed the last remaining juice out of him, but it wasn't bad. And next, all right. of a sudden, we have to go to the team, to the south side of where Javi Baez came. Craig Kimbrell, all, he goes to the fucking White Sox. For a surprising thing here, we don't really see this in a trade, down, trade deadline where it's a major, we saw it, Two times here, okay? But the first one I want to talk about is Nick Madrigal to the Cubs and to the White Sox, Craig Kimbrell. I like it. But after a week, Craig Kimbrell didn't mess up the points, which is fine. Every reliever has that one to four games where they fuck up. Totally cool. Right. Yeah, he looked he looked bad against the Cubs. I mean, he gave up a home run to Austin Romine, who, by the way, has 13, now 14 home runs in his entire major league career. And, I mean, if you go and look at the pitch, it's a five- to six-inch inside low-end fastball. But, I mean, Wait, did yeah, you say Austin Roman? It's Andrew Roman. Oh, Andrew Roman. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's total fucking – that confusion fucking happens every time. But I like the trade. And that just right. makes your fucking bullpen even scarier. Does it not? I mean, it's like that, that might be one of the one of the greater one-two punches. It's the one, best, two one, it's the best one-two punch in baseball in a while. Yeah. I mean, like, what the fuck? Craig like, Kimbrell, dominant. Liam Hendricks, dominant. But, yeah, I like what the White Sox did, too. They kept Liam in the closer position. It would have been really bad if they, you know, 
the home guy, you know, goes into the setup position and, you know, you give it to Kimbrough because he's having arguably a better year. But yeah, they kept Liam and, you know, Kimbrough is going to be that setup guy. But also they will switch him out. I kind of think that it should be swapped. I think Liam Hendricks should be their setup guy and Craig Kimbrough should be their closer guy. I'll tell you why. Go back to that ESPN game where the Brewers were facing the White Sox, where Liam Hendricks had a pitch to eighth and ninth inning, which is probably why they made the Kimbrough trade, where it could add some relief to Liam Hendricks. But he he pitched those two innings pitch to eighth and ninth, and it's superb. Which leads me to this guy's going to be fucking awesome as a setup guy. And no, he could close, you know, but I like Liam Hendricks a lot. Well, they've already That's talked be about guy. what's that? It's going to, it's weird. They're going to, just kind of flip-flop them based on, you know, what they're thinking. And Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks have already said that they're not really, you know, depending on a certain spot. And even if you go to Tony LaRusso's career with St. Louis, there wasn't a main guy. He was still flip-flopping. That's what Tony LaRusso does. But, yeah, we talked about it in our first video. The White Sox needed some bullpen pieces. They've already got, in my opinion, the best rotation. And they probably already got the American League song in there in a rotation. So you go from facing facing that rotation to on paper, on paper, when it comes to names, the best bullpen. Okay. On paper, right. they've got the best bullpen. But you already know who I think has the best bullpen in the majors. We're not going to get to that. But um, the Tampa Bay Rays. But um, that leads us to. Another pitcher. I understand there's a lot of bigger names out there, but I think when it, we want to talk about impact, okay? And we saw that today. Kyle Gibson to the Phillies, impact, okay? Right. Very out of the get go, too. First yes. start, Love very it. good with the Phillies. Love it. Um, Kyle Gibson having a very nice season uh, with the Rangers getting shipped to Philly. Honestly, it would have been nice if the Rays got him. Not going to get into that right now. That's for another story. But, yeah, Kyle Gibson, first start with the Phillies, you know, very good start against a really struggling Pirates team, may I add, and they blew him out of the water in that game. I think it was 14-2. Well, today, too, Kyle Gibson had another against uh, the Mets, who just lost again their analyst fucking lead to the Phillies. Again, uh, repeating narrative, who are going to win the analyst? I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Six innings, four hits allowed. One earned run against the Mets. Who want to keep their analyst? So you want to keep their your analyst, but you're not going to perform the way you need to perform in a terrible fucking division against the Phillies. Who Bryce Harper is heating up? He's adding his fucking MVP. himself MVP to the MVP consideration, which on record Ethan motherfucking Penn has been saying that for weeks now. So if you motherfuckers want to talk about who predicted this shit, it was Ethan Penn. Okay, his RBI numbers aren't up because of the fucking him. People not getting on base for him, but shit. Then uh, we all know Kyle Gibson's not a big strikeout guy, but you walk four times against Kyle Gibson. You had the bases loaded, and you still don't fucking score. And you fucking right. tell him you don't want to win. The, you want to win the L at least. My ass. Props to the Phillies. Good impact type of guy. Kyle Gibson, eight and three record now. Even from the fucking Texas Rangers, who suck dick. They suck. And now the range and the Phillies again. I would put a million bucks on that the Phillies are going to win the L at least. And well, I'm let's not forget about Ian Kennedy, though. Ian Kennedy was having arguably a top got to year save today. as a closing, and he got the save today. His first outing with the Phillies was really rough, but yeah, you're looking at the worst bullpen in baseball with the Phillies. It was statistically the worst bullpen last year in their history. It's still really bad this year. But yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of their pieces are hurt. You get Archie Bradley back. He's healthy again. And yeah, you got 
you know, Ian Kennedy, who is a very solid reliever, and it will only help them. I mean, the impact of me, it's, it's good, okay? They needed to do it. They needed to, and they went out, and they might have gave up a little too much maybe, right? Like, uh, you know, Spencer Howard goes there. That's another thing what I like about what the fucking Rangers did. They got a prospect out of it. Like, there's so many teams that did it. But to the next guy who got a great impact, Starling Marte. And honestly, I'm going to put him over the Anthony Rizzo impact. Because the Athletics, they've got their pitching. It's decent. Um, then they got the other guy from the – they got Chafin. That's going to add to their bullpen. But Starling Marte with Ramon Loriano surprisingly going down to 80-day suspension due to peds, fucking steroids and shit. I like it. Okay, great center fielder. He could run, hitch for average. And a weird thing in the trade deadline, a major league player for another major league player. Jesus Luzardo goes to the Miami Marlins. That Marlins today's. pitching rotation in the future is going to be wild, dude. Wild. I like it. Their new, their new executive knows what the, what the hell they're doing. And I it's going gonna, gonna to show. A Miami boy call, goes back home to Miami. And let's not forget, Luzardo was a very high regarded prospect when he came in. Right. right? Well, I mean, even if you look uh what 2019 wildcard game against the Rays, he was mm-hmm. very coveted and it was, you know, very it was a big deal him pitching in that game. And he dominated the guy's stuff is disgusting, dude. Mm-hmm. He did struggle after a little bit of injury and you know he's still a rookie. But yeah, that Miami Marlins, you know, team is gonna look good with that starting rotation. But yeah, even I mean, you know you get starting he hasn't found his guru yet, though, in the majors, and I think he will with Miami. It's just a new scenery. I mean, even, you know, you get Josh Harrison again on the uh, athletics. It reunites that, you know, very good Pirates team when they had Kutch, they had Marte, they had Harrison. So you get Marte and Harrison back together, you know, the little nuclei in, you know, former Pittsburgh. You get that back, maybe gives them a boost. But, yeah, that Loriano 80-game peds, that's really – bad you know deal but for i them. think it's gonna but work yeah, out for them because because you know this this makes the starling Marte impact even larger now that they lost their center fielder who right i mean could you imagine bad, we thought Marte was going to go to the giants or the yankees i mean could you imagine if they don't get an outfielder they're, they're screwed move tony kent back to the outfield <laughs> i mean come in on his, in his 25 at bats he has a batting average of 360 gets on base plenty Point five twenty on well, base. No one percentage. even talks about. He's the best statistically. He's the best base runner with runs created. Charlie yeah, Marte this year, really and he's an on base machine over four hundred on base percentage this year. It's a great pickup for the A's, especially with some power bats already in. You know, every time he hits the ball, he makes contact. It's probably going to be a single, double, or triple. Even a home run. He has a bat pip of three eighty one. You know, it's it's he's going to fucking do something out of it. Right, he's a pretty decent hitter, really good fielder. I like it for the A's and the impact it brings to them. It's gonna help them through a playoff. Right. He's, a, he's, a, he's a spark plug guy. Card. Yeah. Um, next one, Anthony Rizzo. Okay. Uh, the Cubs again did something better that the Rangers didn't do with Gallo. Uh, they got pretty decent prospects from the Yankees. One of their better prospects. Uh, but Anthony Rizzo, we don't even have to talk about how well he's done for them. He's already right. had a go-ahead hit for them. He's already homered basically in every game that he's played for them. Um, they got what they needed. 
Okay, uh, first baseman that's a left-handed hitter who isn't, in my opinion, like Luke Voigt is a one-hit wonder. They got someone like Anthony Rizzo. Right. I just feel bad about Luke Voigt. You know, sorry to go off topic, but did the Yankees could have ruined his career playing through a really bad knee injury throughout an entire 60-game stretch without really getting it looked at? Aaron Boone and the training staff going, oh, just throw him under the bus. Luke Voigt did amazing last year arguably the best offensive first baseman last year mm-hmm. and you know he's battled injuries this year and yeah you get a guy like Rizzo great left-handed bat power gets on base three-time gold glover I mean Anthony Rizzo is starting to become an underrated first baseman with the talent that's coming into the MLB but he's still that dude and the guys in New York the fans are gonna love him I mean he's Mr. Chicago they are they, they I mean, they gave him a standing man. ovation his first at bat in Yankee Stadium because of his OPS impactful is, series with Miami. His OPS is above the charts, above 100, 1.160. You know, he's, he's, his slugging percentage is great. He's getting on base. That's exactly what we want as a first baseman. It's like right. the Mark Teixeira acquisition for the Yankees. You know, and it, he was a lefty too. Exactly. And they needed left handers. They, they went out of the way to get Joey Gallo. But again, props to the fucking. Uh, uh, to the Cubs for getting decent prospects out of the Yankees, right? The, uh, can't blame them for that, but uh, that's the thing where that pisses me off about the Joey Gallo trade. Did he start off in a slumpy way with the Yankees? Yes. Did he homer finally? Yeah, it's cool, but he used a short wall, right? That was a fucking 48-degree launch angle hit. I, I Fuck. I mean, it's like yeah, shit. I, you know? I, don't, I don't like the Joey Gallo fit for the Yankees. I think he's a guy that strikes out too much in certain situations. He's not going to put the ball in play. I mean, Starling Marte would have been such a good fit. Look at how many power bats the Yankees have. Do they not realize that the reason why they've been struggling the past couple of years is they're a home run or nothing type of team? I mean, what are they thinking? They don't have guys that get on base like Starling Marte can. You put them high in the lineup, maybe lead off Aaron Judge, John Carlos, Dan Glaber Torres, DJ LeMahieu to drive him in. He's an on-base machine. Why do you get a guy like Gal? I understand he's a lefty. I understand it's a short porch, but you need a guy that needs to get on base. And I mean, even if you look at the Yankee stretches of baseball, they're barely winning games. Well, I think they they did it the Yankees way, where they look for guys that hit home runs and largen the margin. Uh, they they you know they increased the margin of a of a lead, right? We didn't see that today where Gardner had to hit the the game-winning single to win a game against the Mariners. But it's like the Orioles, they come back and they score like eight runs or five runs of plus, right? They were looking for that. Right. They always look for that type of team where they win. It's it's a big win, right? But I feel like this team isn't such so because for close games, I feel like you need speed, okay? You need contact. You need guys who get on base. They found on Anthony Rizzo, but can Anthony Rizzo run? No. no. Gallo well, he's a first baseman, but I mean, that's yeah. a little bit why they got well Tim Castro, but still, I mean, I don't. Yeah, but it's I not like that, it. like you said, like Gallo isn't going to fucking get his singles. He, he'll get his doubles here and that, but that's rare. And but then, like, he has nine doubles this year. Nine already. Doubles. Yeah, exactly. Which shows how much of an impact the Yankees and Murray has done to him. But at the same time, y'all Yankee fans have to calm the fuck down because y'all have been facing shitty ass teams like the Orioles and the Marlins. So relax there. Um, right. Next well, impact. The Yankee, Yankees can beat the Mariners, and we sure as hell can't do that. I'll give them props. Look, as you guys could tell, I don't know about you, Ethan, but I have the, the Chris Bryant trade being decent, right? But 
I feel like these other I guys think, have I had think it. it's I think it's going to be I'm gonna go on on a limb. I think it's the most underrated impactful trade of the deadline. I mean that that's why I have it rated low. It, it is underrated, but again, when it comes to impact, I feel like these guys that we mentioned before have done a lot better. But Chris Bryant is Chris Bryant, okay? He's good. He's an extra base hit machine. Yeah, and he's very versatile. I mean, you're looking at his glove at third base. You know, he can play the outfield. You know, you can slot him anywhere. But, yeah, you add that bat in an already good Giants lineup with an amazing starting pitching rotation, I mean, that team gets better. That team is ridiculous. I think the second best overall ERA in baseball, and you're adding a bat to that already good Giants lineup with Posey, I mean, it's a really good pickup for the Giants, and I don't think one that really people expected. And he's already had 18 at-bats, already hitting above 300. And his plate appearance, obviously, was just fucking 18 at-bats. He's already making it in the hot corner. He's already making a big impact defensively. He's already made a great play today in other games, too. Um, well, I mean, already, look at the other day against Arizona. They're down 4 nothing. It was the Giants' first comeback win over four runs in 800 games. So they were 1-0 for 800 in that scenario. Chris Bryant already an impact player for the Giants. You get a four-run comeback in the ninth inning, you know, against a team you need to win against, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the worst team in might, baseball. And they might be the first team this year in the majors to get 70 wins. I did not. Right. right. Did they win today or no? I think they did. I mean, I fucking hope so today. Honestly, I didn't check, but they probably are. Yeah, they, well, wins. they were at 69 yesterday. If they won today, then 70. But, yeah, I mean, a really talented Giants team that, no one expected. If you think you expected it, you're wrong. Well, look at you're that. just lying to yourself. Brewers, Brewers and extras. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, two to one, uh, but, um, shit, dude, I think it's a good fucking impact because, like, I don't even think themselves they expected to. Uh, of course, you want every season you want to start. It's like, hey, yeah, we're a good team. But did they expect themselves to be on top of a race that we expected only to be between the Dodgers and the Padres? No. And this trade shows that, hey, we see that we could win this division and we're not going to fuck around and we're going to go out of our way to get Chris Bryant and not give up much for him, right? They didn't give up much for him, which realizes why couldn't other teams, you know, go out of the way to acquire him like the Rays, right? They have My a God, I, yeah. I don't even want to get into that. It's just sickening. It's yeah, really There's other teams, it's like shit. And, you know, like all of a sudden the Giants might actually win this division. Uh, you know, if that's not if they cool down and the Dodgers take over because it's close between them and the Giants. Okay. If I Tatis, do have the Dodgers. If does not come back, it's just the it's Giants. The Padres, it's just yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, honestly, the Giants have a really good bullpen and starting rotation. You know who's a bad bullpen pitcher? Brad Hand. Brad, oh, my what? God. Dude, you've been, what? 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 I've said I feel it. like Toronto didn't need them. They needed a reliever. But Brad Hand with runners in scoring position, I think has a career, you know, skit of, you know, opponent average over 300. He practically shits his pants when runners are on mm-hmm. base. I don't know if it's with his delivery, his windup. But, yeah, even his first start with the Blue Jays. Yeah, really well, bad start. already in the two games, day, he has an ERA of 9.0. So well, it's... Not even that. They go with Adam Simber the other day. I know he's a great arm, but Brad Hand is that guy. And it's a three nothing game. They already go to Adam Simber against the Indians. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know it's a high level. It's not really that high leverage of a situation, and they're already going to Adam Simber. What does that already tell you 
about how this team thinks. It's not helping out. <laughs> the league already they, knows they, that they, Brad they fucked up on that trade. Pressure. Mm-hmm. They definitely fucked up on that trade. Uh, career-wise, uh, you know, he fucks up a lot when he has runners in scoring position. When he has men on, they definitely he definitely fucks up there. Uh, this year, he hasn't done well. I mean, if you if you got one hit against Brad Hand in closing in a closing situation, you're probably going to come you, back. You won the game. game. Yeah, you won. Yeah, the game. You, you probably will. So I mean, I mean that shows you, that the, he definitely how do you fucked gamble up. Gamble on a guy like that. I mean, get Yimmy Garcia, get Craig Kimbrell. Let's yeah. go and get Brad Hand. Yeah. Which, by the way, the Blue Jays. I've said it before the All Star break. The Blue Jays are the team to watch in baseball. Just saying, and you add Brad Hand to that team, it makes it a, it makes it better. I hate to say it, it still makes it better adding another decent well, arm. Would you just look sucks. at this? This year's, this year and twenty three games that he has allowed runners in scoring position. They have a batting average. Opposing teams have a batting average of two ninety eight on base percentage over, of four hundred. Yeah. OPS of 889. They have 23 total bases when it comes to, you know, getting hits again with runners in scoring position. He definitely allows people to fucking come back, right? He has yeah. nine well, walks I mean, with risk. You see the Blue Jays maybe not getting confidence with him. Maybe they only use him as a situational guy, like what the Rays do with Ryan Sheriff sometimes, put him in against lefties. I mean, maybe do that, but I mean – I don't think the Blue Jays already. The Blue Jays are not confident with Brad Hand in the ninth inning. We yeah. already saw that. It's ridiculous that they think that Brad Hand, with this already, the Blue Jays bullpen is a little shaky sometimes. But does Brad Hand really make them a better bullpen? Toronto, are we serious here, dude? In an already tight race with the Yankees, with the Rays, with the Red Sox, you get an upgrade more than Brad Hand. I know you don't give up as much, but. You got to make a better deal than that, guys. Seriously, it's ridiculous. There is another team that I'm upset at, and it's embarrassing to say that the Rockies didn't trade Trevor Story. So now the Rockies are going to look at draft compensation. Understood and respected. Before you go ahead, can I just say that the Rockies are having a little bit above expectations? They were supposed to be by far the worst team in baseball, right? And they can still kind of compete this year. Well, I definitely feel like they should at least trade to Trevor Story because he, he's even said how embarrassing it was that they didn't. They definitely could have gotten a haul of prospects and good prospects in the matter if it was the Rays who have a deep farm system or like the Yankees who definitely could have given up a lot for a guy like Trevor Story or the Giants, right? Like there's a lot of teams because like, why not? So you're only going to get one prospect because it's like it's it's a low percentage where, you know, where does this compensation draft pick go? Where it's a prospect that works out for you or not. I hope it works out for them because I like Colorado. I like the city of Colorado. I like their fans. They get hyped there when their team is well. But then all of a sudden you lose Arenado. And then now Trevor Story, you don't really do shit with. Right. Like you're just I mean, going to get is, one prospect other than the big man. hall prospects. Like he's even said it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Right. Um, I want to add a little bit about a team that we both think has potential of, you know, being a really good club when they're on a, because they're a streaky team. When they're on, they're on. When they're not, they're not. The St. Louis Cardinals picking up John Lester and uh, Jay Happ. Yeah. I don't think that's a good move. I mean, I don't know if they were thinking that it's going to make them contending again, but that's not what you do in that situation. I understand they're veteran left-handed arms, John Lester's won a World Series. Jay Happ is, you know, a veteran in the MLB. Mm-hmm. 
but that doesn't put you over the top. I understand they're playing better baseball as of late. And another trade not... I feel like we should talk about in, in the NL West, which has been interesting, where it's like it's the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres fighting. Hey, let's see if we can make a better trade here and there. But a trade that, like, I feel like that adds so much defensive problems to that team. You know, of course, because the NOS is full of questions like who's going to go, go out and win on top and get a several days rest from winning the division is the Padres getting Adam Frazier. Right. I feel like you already have Cronenworth. You already have Eric Hosmer, who they wanted to move. And I've said it for years now. They're going to look to move that dumbass. Right. I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. I will give you that one. They, they, and they looked at it, but no one wanted him because, again, because of his contract. Because of his fucking contract, they didn't want him. And then all of a sudden, you have stuck Adam Frazier playing, who's already made plenty of mistakes at left field already. He and right? ball hit him in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, he's already had plenty of mistakes. Can he play left field? Yeah, but like when it comes to situations where it comes into playoffs where we have to make good plays, it, it's going to hurt you, right? Because the guy's a second baseman, but now you're going to tell me that you can't play Hosmer first here and there because of this, and then Will Myers, and then Tommy Pham, then Grisham. You know, it's it's so many problems where it's like you have to add, you have to move too much, too many players. Right, I do. Even Jake Marisnik, I even like Jake Marisnik better for the team. Is a bench really? I feel like they didn't need that. I know, but Adam Frazier obviously is a top leader in hits, right? You don't really know where to move him around, but dude, Jake Marisnik, I'm not saying it's a better fit. I'm just saying. Jake Marisnik is an extra outfielder. He's an extra bat. He has postseason and World Series experience. You know, I I, I kind of like that fit. But yeah, Adam Fraser, you said you can't really move him around. You know, he's kind of shaky in left field, as we've already seen. But yeah, I mean, it's a good addition because you guys got, you know, like Tatis, you got Machado, you got Grisham, you know, maybe Hosmer gets hot, you know, some power. You get Adam Fraser on base and you drive him in. But yeah, it's hard to really position him. If there's a DH in the NL, it's a lot easier to move players around. But yeah, it's a good trade. It just kind of sucks that it you have to shift pieces around and, you know, maybe give up players like a Hosmer or, you know, like they got rid of Jorge Mateo. Jorge Mateo played it you yeah. know, today against the race for both. Well, it definitely you know, adds defensive and position problems, but offensively, it helps you out get runners on base. Because we've already seen a full of week performances before Tati's got hurt. He's gone on base. He's allowed Machado, Will Myers, Tommy Pham, Grisham, Tati's Jr. You know all these guys to at least have a to at least have a reason to bring runners in scoring position because he's definitely going to go on base. Adam Frazier is right. Um, yo, dude, Eduardo Escobar, power bat, finally left the Diamondbacks. He finally left hell and God. he left the team who somehow looked like they needed offense. Right. Let's be honest. The Brewers needed offense. And then when it comes to record wise, when it comes to performance wise with their energy, it looked as if they didn't need it. They didn't need the bat, but they do. Statistically, they did. And performance wise, they did because Urias is, <laughs> you know, he definitely needed a fucking bat. Right. But Urias does score a lot of runs. He's a solid. He's a solid player. But yeah, Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, but dude, Eduardo Escobar is a switch hitter. He could hit for power and like. I fucking like that, and I hope he stays with Milwaukee. I really do. It would be nice that he could finally stay in a in solid team. And it looks like finally he's found out with the Brewers. Well, I mean, he's an impact player. You saw his first game. He hits an absolute bomb in Atlanta. I mean, instant impact guy. 
You know, you saw seasons where he had, I think, over mm-hmm. 120, over 130 RBIs. I mean, RBI machine, switch hitter, good defensively. And, yeah, it's another guy on that Brewers team. You know, it's going to make an impact. You're seeing Rowdy Tillis start to heat up. Willie Adamas arguably could be an mm-hmm. NL MVP sneaky guy with how good he's playing. You know, you got Avi Garcia. You got Christian Yelich. You got Omar Narvaez. You have a three-headed snake in Burns. You got, you know, it, it's just – Pretty that Peralta. Team is ridiculous. Peralta, yeah, Peralta. You know, it that team is ridiculous right now, especially with well, the National League too. is full of great rotations, and all of a sudden you're adding a great bat that could really carry a team. This guy, ever since 2017 with Minnesota, he came out of nowhere and hit 21 home runs, 73 ribbies, and picked it all up. 2018, another great year. You know, then he got traded in 2018 and shit. And then 2019, he stuck with the fucking 2019. He stuck with the fucking Diamondbacks. Hit 35 dingers, almost 120 ribbies. Then in 2020, he slowed down because it's a COVID year and all that shit. Even though he played 54 games, then it's like, is this guy the same guy? Well, uh, it's like many guys who had a terrible 2020 year. 2021, first time All-Star. He's fucking amazing. He's doing great. He's almost at 30 home runs. He's probably going to get 100 ribbies. You know, it's fucking... I hope he does because the Brewers need it. And they got it. And they've got plenty of teams in that National League to face and contend against. Speaking of someone who needs a position player, I think the Boston Red Sox getting Kyle Schwarber was a good move. I really do. You like it? I don't know how they're going to... Okay, it's risky. I think me and you both agree it's risky because one, he was really doing good in the leadoff spot. Defensive you know, wasn't. Well, I mean, they need a first baseman. Bobby Dahlbeck's been looking better as of recent, but I mean, you know, the Red Sox out of any team, they had statistically the one of the worst performances for first base offensively. You know, you get a guy like Schwarber, but then again, are you going to move Kike Hernandez out of the leadoff spot? He's having a great year. Are you going to ruin because the Red Sox, as you know, probably the worst starting rotation in baseball. Mm-hmm. That's they didn't like get a, that. They didn't, know, they didn't right. fix what they needed. Because I feel like they probably got too comfortable because of their streak rotation. And I don't think Nathan Evaldi is going to carry that rotation. But, okay, yeah, they do get Chris Sale. But is it going to be that Chris Sale that we know? Obviously, he's going to strike out and shit. Well, he's not but it's like pitch a lot of innings anyways. I mean, yeah. they needed to get an arm. Do the, yeah. do the Red Sox need a better offense? No way. I mean, you're looking at a top three offense in baseball. Yeah, Schwarber makes them better. But, but I, at, least, at least see where they're coming from because uh, an offense is already good. You know, there's never a limit to how good your pitching staff could be and how good your offense is. But the thing is, like, is he going to play first base? He's only played first base once in 2017. That's his well, only he time. Play, he's well, ever he plays, played he's played left field with, with Chicago. Well, he's catcher. I know he's played but, catcher, but. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a good bat. I think. Either way you look at it, it's a good bet. I just think the Red Sox needed to get a starter. They didn't, and they're paying for it right now. I mean, what, they're 9-11 and 11 or 9-10 They're and dropping the out of the A least and maybe a playoff spot, and I think they will drop out of, the, of a playoff spot because I think there's so many teams. Like, And honestly, just because it's last, it doesn't mean that it's the worst impact. I just think it's a, this is my sleeper impact type of guy, Jose Barrios. I like them. I feel like he just need a change of uh, scenario, different jersey. And his first starter with the Blue Jays, he did tremendous. Uh, and honestly, bro, this makes, as a race fan, it's like, oh, shit. I hope we don't have to face them in the fucking wild card if we do become a wild card team. If, like, let's say maybe the Red Sox don't fall off, a guy I don't want to face, uh, a team that I don't want to face, the Blue Jays. Great offense. 
in my opinion, I the best the blue, offense the blue Jays, in the AL East. The Blue Jays are the team to watch in the MLB mm-hmm. right now. They're open since they've, you know, the Rogers Center's back in business. You know, they're getting 15K fans in there because they got a limit. That place is booming. You see it tonight. They balled out against the Red Sox. Yeah, there was a little bit of a brawl. You know, Alec Manoa was jumping over the fence and chirping. I mean, it was going crazy there. You don't want to fuck with the of dudes, bro. And now rotation gets better, right? They have a Cy Young caliber player this year. They have someone who's going to be in the conversation to win Cy Young and Robbie Ray. Alec Manoa, who's who has a great future, whom I liked a lot. I like Alec Manoa a lot. Right. And they still sudden, got Nate Pearson, too. They mm-hmm. still got Nate Pearson, who is a really dude, bro, And his debut right was great, dude. What else do you want? Six inning pitch, shutout. He's yeah, only got five hits, he, seven he strikeouts. Really, he has really good stuff, but he has really bad control issues. Okay, but yeah. The change of scenario, it's it's what the Blue Jays needed. It's something no, no, that no, the I'm Red Sox no, should have done. About, I'm talking about Nate, Nate, Nate Pearson had Oh, no, I'm talking about fucking Luis Abreu's the debut that yeah. he had. That's fantastic. Oh, Dude, yeah. Dude, they figured out what they needed, and they got what they needed. It's not like what the Red Sox didn't do. Right, bro? That just helps them out a lot. And this the impact that it's going to have in a playoff run and maybe taking control of the AL East. Do I think they're going to win the AL East? No, and there's no bias, but I think the Rays already have that division. Right, that lead is increasing, but all of a sudden, teams like the Yankees and Blue Jays are continuing to win while the Red Sox are dropping. Well, even the Blue Jays, they didn't. Barrios is a good pitcher. I'm not going to knock you on that. I'm not a big guy on Barrios because him and John Means and Luis Castillo, those three, a couple years ago, were supposed to be the three headed snake. We're supposed to run the league. And he's, Castillo had a really bad start to the season. Means is picking it up. And now, you're seeing Barrios pick it up. But yeah, Toronto didn't need a top of the line guy just because their offense is already so yeah. valuable. You're looking at the best offensive baseball, in my opinion. Well, we definitely want to end this podcast episode on a note where, where we think divisions are going to end within the trade deadlines ending a week, about a week before, after at least. Um, at least, we can at least agree. Rays ended with winning it. Boston. Two of two, two and eight in the last ten. I Boston. I think they're going to drop. I don't. They probably want to make the playoffs. That's going to be a hot take because they, they have a wild card spot, but they only have one and a half game in first place in a wild card game. You're looking at Toronto, New York, who probably, they'll probably be in the, the wild card game. I it's, think. I think the Blue Jays will finish second in the division. I think gonna it's going to be the Blue Jays and the Yankees in the wild card game, and I think the Blue Jays knock out the, the Yankees. I definitely do think that's how it's, it's going to end. It's still tough. I know we're Rays fans and everything, but it's still tough. The Rays rotation is – well, it's good. They don't have a really solid ace right now, dude, with Glass now. I mean, are we really going to deal with Shane McClanahan as our really good starter right now, you know, in his really yeah. first rookie year? I mean, they needed to get an arm. They didn't. I mean, look at Ryan Yarbrough today. Struggled eight extra base hits against the Orioles. I mean, are we serious? I mean, he's our number yeah, two soft starter. contact pitcher, my ass. But yeah. I still feel like that's gonna win. They're gonna win the division, and uh, you know, it went from the the Blue Jays and the Yankees being nine games back to all of a sudden the Yankees being five and a half games back, and the 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 Blue Jays being six and a half games back. You know, and I think we'd right. agree, agree that's gonna it's gonna end the Rays w- winning first, and it's gonna be the the Yankees and the Blue Jays in the wild card game. AL Central. Well, even if we even if we go to the the wild card real quick, I think the A's are gonna fall off a little bit. That's my personal opinion. And the Mariners the are definitely going to fall off. 
the Mariners do not have oh. a starting rotation that yeah. will fit a strong. And they lost Graven, which was really stupid. They're one of the losers which trade that line. You didn't really that need was a, Graven. And that was the worst, so with the Astros. worst time to trade a player like that. They had players in the clubhouse literally crying. They came yeah. off what? A, a nine-run comeback against the Houston Astros? I mean, Ty France hit a grand slam to France? I mean... What are they <laughs> thinking after that game? I mean, are we yeah. serious? You know, Graveman's second or third best, you know, closer this year. Yeah, we're just going to ship him off. We're going to get Diego Casillo, who, by the way, pooped his pants against the Rangers, gave up a home run to Jonah Hyde, who was a coveted Rays catching prospect. But, I mean, that's just such a bad move. Good for the Astros, though. I said they needed another arm, too, which they got. They got that. But, Ale Central, ah, we don't need to talk about. Though. That's going to the White Sox, blah, blah, blah. I like the Tigers. I like their young core. They might even finish the division second. They might pick it up, and but doesn't mean they're making the playoffs, but not really much to talk about. They got their Craig Kimbrell. You know, they're going to get players back. Elo Jimenez is already back. Luis Robert Rovera is going to come back from the 60-day uh, IL. Not much to say from the AL Central, but the AL West. Yeah. What do you think? Obviously, the Astros are going to win that division. But the Athletics and the Mariners, you know, want to be playoff teams that I, I don't think, think they make the wildcard game. I think the A's, the A's losing Loriano and Matt Chapman, I think, is a little bit overrated. I think we can kind of mm-hmm. say that now. Matt Olsen's having a really good stretch. but Dude, I, I still mean, can't believe like the- people think that he's be- he was better than Arenado. I can't believe there was a crowd out there that thought he was better than Arenado. De- defensively, it is close. I will say that. But... He's not good offensively. Overall, he has, fuck no. He's a WRC of less than 100. I mean, I think it's like 93 or 94. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean Oakland definitely definitely made moves to at least try and take over the Astros about the three three games back. You know, Starling Marte, they got chafing and out of there. The Houston Astros got a better relief pitcher in Graveman. Uh, Alex Bregman's going to come back. And Jose Altuve is doing great. Seattle did get Abraham Toro. I will say that's a really slept on thing. He's batting over 400 and has three bombs since joining Seattle. I will give Seattle that. Well, he's he's a statistic uh, individual nerd. That's what st- people who believe in statistics, they like that type of guy. And I'm glad that the Mariners got, you know, they listened to your analyst department. And, you know, they yeah, went out of the way good, to get him. I'm liking him too a lot. Season with Houston anyways. I mean, you know, it's not like he was shitty with Houston and, you know, moves on to the M's. You know, he was good with Houston, and he did good with the M's. National League, NL East, lots of teams were active. We've already spoke about it before in a podcast. I think the Phillies are going to go on top. They finally so went good. out. They finally took the lead in NL East. They're 7-3 in the last 10 to match her in a close second half of the game. 3-7 in the last 10. Then you got the Braves, 7-3 in the last 10, who are a game back. Of the fucking NL East, right? That NL East is going to be swapping every fucking day. It's a shitty division. It's a good division, but it's shitty teams. I mean, could you imagine if there was a team like the White Sox, the Rays, the Red Sox? Dude, the only team with the positive. Yeah, dude, the only team with the positive run differentials in third place in the Braves. That's how bad this division is. Right. I mean, the I love the Phillies. I just don't think they have a pitching staff or a bullpen to carry them to or through the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, the Mets injuries with Lindor and DeGrom, Phillies got better. Braves got better, but not really because Acuna is better than everybody they got probably behind. But 
I mean, yeah, it's the Phillies division to lose. I'll say that. I'll say that. Well, it's I think that Kyle Gibson trade was one of the more higher impacts when it comes to trade deadlines. I mean, it's very interesting on the way they got it. It's well, going to be fucking tremendous. Situation with yeah, they're on a six-game winning streak, bro. And Bryce Harper's picking it up. He's looking like an MVP out there. He really wants to be in that conversation. He hit and another bomb today. Yeah. Just saying. Um, somehow it's not close. It's only seven games, but the NL Central between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds and St. I Louis love, who waste a lot of money. But the Reds, though. I love I, them, bro. Joey Votto, India, Joey Votto, Mike Mustakas, Kyle Farmer. Dude, yeah, Mustakas came back today. Jonathan India is one of the statistically one of the better leadoff hitters, as you stated. Yeah, no, he's insane. Over a 400 on base. I mean, who's expecting that? Nicholas Castellanos. I mean, it's ridiculous what this team is doing right now. They were seven games over yesterday. I think eight now, which is the first time since 2014. I mean, Jesse Winker's turning into a MVP type guy. I mean, this team is scary. This team is scary. It is, Joey Votto and Jonathan India are having a competition in the dugout to see who gets on base more. Joey Votto is a veteran, arguably in his prime, the top first baseman in the league. You get a guy like that around Jonathan India, who's already really productive. It's going to boost the whole morale of the team, dude. I mean, come on. Sonny Gray's looking better. This team's scary. I agree, but it's it's sad because I already think the Brewers are gonna go on top and win it. It's a lot. But, oh yeah, it's yeah. A but it's like I really. But the thing is, I really want to fucking see the Reds get in. They're only two and a half back. Be on a yeah. We're Joey Votto guys. Spot. I want to see Joey Votto. You know, after you know last year we said we're a scary team and they didn't score one run in the playoffs. But yeah, yeah it'd I be mean, nice. I really do want to see the Reds, um, but honestly, it's it's probably going to be the Giants and the Padres in the wildcard spot unless Tatis doesn't come back, which you probably will because you've seen throwing a baseball around. He's playing catch that he was running and shit. I don't I don't like that for him. I, I understand that, you know, they just yeah. signed the guy for three hundred and forty million dollars, dude. And you're going to go all out. Yeah, You don't want to fuck around with good. yourself. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's the what biggest contract for a guy that age? That's unheard of. You're looking at a guy every year. He's going to be an NL MVP every single year. He would have easily won it this year. And you're going to go, wow, you know, we're having a really good stretch of baseball. We're already a really good team. Let's just, you know, screw this guy's health over. Look what the freaking Yankees did to Luke Voigt. I mean, you cannot be doing that with an MVP wow. guy like Tatis. Well, thankfully, the Reds did something to improve their team. They got Michael Givens. They improved that bullpen. You know, their rotation is looking decent, right? Like, you know, their plus 13 run differential in the National League, it's hard to have a, a plus run differential. Well, the AL East has several teams with a plus run differential, and that means you have good pitching and good hitting as well to at least back up your pitching staff. But it's definitely going to be, be between Dodgers, San, San Diego, San Francisco, and Cincinnati for the wild card spot. While I understand the Mets and the Braves are in the wild card spot race, but I don't think I feel like it's only going to be one NL East, one NL East team uh, going to the playoffs. That team is going to win the division, which will be the Phillies. Uh, NL West, who do you got winning that? I I really can't go against the Giants, dude. I really can't. You get a guy like KB. I mean. It just it just puts you over the top. They already have, I think, the second or third best uh, starting ERA 
you know, I don't really see the Giants moving anywhere. I think, you know, 40, 50 games going into the season, you're like, oh, my God, the Giants are playing great stretch of baseball. But now once you're going over the hump, you're over the second half, they're still doing good. You saw the comeback against Arizona, like I mentioned, first time in, you know, 800 games that that scenario has happened and Chris Bryant does it. The morale, you know, yeah. the MV, the MV, former MVP, a World Series champion, a guy that knows how to win, Giants. Hot take, Giants. I think the Dodgers come out and win this division. I really do think so. I feel like as I'm, if I'm feeling, I'm feeling risky. I'm feeling risky. I feel like they're gonna win it, bro. I feel like they're gonna win it. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. I mean, like, like what the fuck? There's no way that they don't come back and win it. Even though they're four in a game, four games behind, they're gonna find a way to just absolutely destroy the, uh, the the whole division and make and make and make sure they all know that hey, this division is still ours, right? Like, well, we know we know who won the trade deadline. The Nelson Cruz boomsticks, though. I am. I'll leave it. On, I'll leave it on that note. No, man. Man, I, balled out today. Dodgers win that. Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, you know, that impact on the team is just, it's just great. I mean, it's, but at the same time, no, I'm just, just, I'm just messing. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, that, that Scherzer trade is going to go down as it, the greatest trade in MLB. Blockbuster trade. I think that is, oh, that's, that's unheard of. Dude, always, man, it's, it's a pleasure talking baseball with you. It's 2 33 in the morning. I'm not, I feel like we could keep going, but dude, we got to cut it here. We'll update you guys, man. You know, you already know what's going on. We're talking baseball every day. The Rays are in first place. Nelson Cruz, five RBI game. He had four prior to this game. He's already road Nelson Cruz version. Oh my God. I called in the last episode. Nelson Cruz, big day, big comeback for the Rays. You already know who's winning the AL East and the World Series. We're going with the Tampa Bay Rays, baby. Relax. No questions asked. Relax, but the, oh you got to watch the AL East and the NL West. That, that's those are the two division races that we oh, got to watch for sure. Maybe the maybe the NL Central with the Brewers, but and the Reds because, but yeah, they're heating up, baby. And Nick Castellanos is back. Mustakas is back from the IL. Um, honestly, as always, please subscribe, follow us on Spotify, uh, on Twitter, Castle Eight One Four. Ethan's gonna make a Twitter very soon. Um, and honestly, man, if you just comment us, uh, we're going to leave Send us feedback. Yeah, we always want to know what we can do better on. You know, if you guys want to see other things, you know, obviously some of you guys have us on Snapchat or social media, you know, you know, give us some pointers, maybe some ideas and you let know, us know subject we'll converge, we can talk, talk about, about yeah. them. And yeah, we'll, we'll be updating you guys. We'll be posting more and baseball is back. Baseball is back, baby. Let's go.